In 2020, consumers spent $375 billion in the U.S. shopping online. Of course, much of that was driven by the pandemic, and those major online companies like Amazon and one or two others absolutely killed it. And because of the pandemic, more and more brick-and-mortar retailers were forced to the online marketplace with great results. So it's no wonder we think about online shopping as something fairly new or recent. In fact, the roots of e-commerce can be traced back to the early 1980s thanks to CompuServe and their early email and internet technology. Today, e-commerce is so routine that the vast majority of individuals are using it. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is another episode of Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerent, a summit-level Salesforce implementation provider. In this episode, we're going to look at Salesforce Commerce Cloud, how it's been designed to allow B2B as well as B2C commerce on the same platform, and what's involved in implementing it. We'll do that through the eyes of one of Gerent's solution architects, Liam Houston, who is also Gerent's practice lead for B2B commerce. The thrust of online commerce has largely been in the consumer realm, as we've stated, but here's the question. Can it work in the B2B setting as well? That is a very interesting question because from an e-commerce perspective, we were seeing substantial growth year after year over the last, we could even say close to 15 plus years within mainly the consumer space. Now we're starting to see that within the business community, really stepping forward of just realizing that the traveling salesperson going from location to location with distributors or for distributors, that that just isn't a viable way to do this any longer. It makes more sense to be able to allow for whether you are a uh, vacuum parts seller, to be able to go to a portal where you can buy those parts and have them shipped directly to you rather than having to have that person-to-person potential interaction. And so we're seeing a great deal of enthusiasm where it existed more within the retail space before, we're now seeing that within the wholesale space. And this is exceptional. I think that, you know, we're only going to see that change accelerate over the next easily decade playing catch up. So it makes it quite feasible, whether you're talking about a buyer group that may be a tier one, tier two, tier three, that you're able to provide them with very clear access points for them to be able to carry carry out you know something that we would think well you know that looks like it's e-commerce um, b2c from maybe five years ago but there are different requirements within a b2b commerce experience compared to one that you would expect within a b2c market and it is really astounding because we finally have reached that critical mass where things can really gel together and streamline how businesses operate. Well, 
given that, then what what do businesses need to consider when when they've decided that they want or or they need um, some kind of an e-commerce platform? Well, I think they have to be critical and and think deeply, specifically to what is the use case? What are we trying to accomplish here? What is going to help our customers be able to get what they need from us, be able to, say, file a warranty, to file a case, file for credit? All of these things come into play. One, you want to as you're imagining, well, okay, what platform would work best? Use cases first and foremost, because that is going to determine everything else that comes from that of what type of infrastructure you're going to need, what is going to be required in the way of investment with the legacy system that you're starting with, what may need to be changed? You know, for some folks, they have, you know, uh, AS400 that is a mainframe that they bought from IBM close to 20, 30 years ago, some cases 40. And they're still running off of that. They're still running an ERP that is not cloud-based. And so we we tend to see that when there's that first notion of, okay, we've understand the case studies of what we're trying to accomplish. What do we need to change throughout the entire infrastructure? Is it moving to an ERP system that is cloud-based? Are we utilizing a order management system or a PIM, a product information management tool that is not going to be relevant you know, as this transformation is occurring. Really, trying to determine what is best for you starts always with what is going to be best for the person that is going to be interacting with this, being the dealer, the customer. As Liam has indicated, there's a growing push for e-commerce in the B2B space. But if a company wants to operate in both B2B and B2C, that company might believe it needs to pay for two separate platforms under the Salesforce umbrella. Not so, says Houston. This is where the world is getting very interesting. And they're getting very interesting because in some ways, typically it's been historically thought that there is a iron wall that exists between what is B2B and what is B2C. When we think of a B2C scenario, you know, you're thinking of H&M, you're thinking of Amazon, you're thinking of the standard model that everyone is very familiar with. But from a B2B, it's been typically something that's always been specific to distributors, specific to dealers, specific to, you know, a logistics format that... Um, is very capable of reaching out and being able to interact, but not having the kind of flourish that we typically see within B2C. These days, that iron wall that existed between two is now merging. So you're starting to see where a B2B world, a wholesaler 
a manufacturer is looking at potential solutions of how they can interact directly in a B2C format as well. And Salesforce actually has that as a possibility. There still is that keeping it separate in a B2B commerce. There there are those use cases where it wouldn't be the ideal road to be able to open it up to B2C. But within Salesforce Commerce Cloud, that is something that can be utilized to have a retail side as well as a business side, a business consumer side. So, you know, there are many different ways of working with a platform and being able to optimize it and sculpt it specifically around what their needs are. So, as I said, the two different use cases, but we're starting to see very much a blur between what is being done and what the capabilities are working with these platforms. What do you think are some of the greatest strengths that Salesforce Commerce brings to the table then in your mind? Oh, I think one of the one of the great things that they've done is, you know, Cloud Craze was originally something that was developed within the chemical industry. And, you know, they were working with these solutions of building off the CRM, Salesforce CRM, and being able to optimize that specific for if you were looking to order a rail car, you were looking to order a a 55-gallon, a couple of pallets worth of 55-gallon drums, uh, super sack, whatever it may be. So Salesforce made the investment in purchasing that and really integrating it into the Salesforce Lightning experience. That that was specific for B2B. Now, for B2C, there was the acquisition several years ago of Demandware. Demandware stood out very forcefully within the B2C market because it allowed for merchandisers to be able to take care of that on their own. It didn't require a huge lift in the way of maintaining the site. It was one of those things where it was a model where they it was both as now, Salesforce um, was overseeing to make sure the infrastructure was up and running 24 seven, no problems whatsoever. And that they were able to carry out those transactions that were occurring for if you were L'Oreal, if you were Barney's, if you were Tory Burch, if you were Forever 21. That is one of those things that is an absolute bedrock on the B2C side. And so really from a perspective of Salesforce, through those acquisitions and then growing those acquisitions and adding more in the way of resources, they have become a powerhouse. Salesforce products are noted for being self-contained and fully optimized right off the shelf. That gives customers a lot of options in terms of an implementation strategy because the self-contained nature of the software platforms eliminates the need for expensive add-ons. At first blush, though, it might also appear to create obstacles for solution architects. Well, you know, I take exception to that. You know, you're always going to have 
especially if you're starting with you haven't actually set up your org yet, your Salesforce org. And your Salesforce org, of course, consists of community. It consists of sales cloud, service cloud, and then B2B, order management, OMS. There, there are all these pieces that once you have identified what needs to be taken care of to be able to have that touch point, whether it's with a middleware solution that's already in place that you're then tying into to, so that there's communication and integration into the, the org itself. That's where you can reach back even deeper into the organization or into the legacy being the ERP to be able to map over and move data in and out. So bi-directional with Salesforce. Um, Salesforce has a number of different connections and also partners to work with that just focus on that connection piece. So, you know, whether we're talking about MuleSoft being utilized potentially for that overall connector, that is a very uh, huge piece because it links between the cloud-based org being all its services and then the real core being ERP itself. So once you've worked through that setup, you've worked through all the various flows, you're able to work with all the objects that are in place, the system objects that may be made in some, may in some places need to be customized to be able to fully map over all the data that is necessary. That's when you can start to build in your price books. You start to build in your catalog, your inventory availability. I mean, those are all key things. And then to make that jump to establishing a B2B commerce, to set that up and provision that doesn't take very long. It's more a case of getting that groundwork, you know, everything within the org getting set up that you're able to very quickly provision and then do the setup that is specific for whether it's a single brand or it could be a number of different brands with different buyer groups, different price books, different realities of what it is that they're trying to fulfill in that use case. As e-commerce has exploded, so has cyber risk. Daily stories of retail chains, department stores, and yes, even credit unions have been hacked, data's been stolen, and identity theft has skyrocketed. Add to that the ever-increasing number of ransomware attacks that occur with regularity, and it's no wonder that electronic commerce attracts a lot of negative headlines. So the question then becomes, are the Salesforce e-commerce platforms secure? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, PCI compliant. And, you know, ISO, we need to make sure that for every implementation where there is a credit card transaction that is occurring, a bank transfer that is occurring, that that is actually fully encrypted, that tokenization, of course, occurs. Visibility is only available 
strictly to the client. It is not something that is handled by Salesforce itself. This is something that, as you had noted, you know, major issues of exposures that occurred and ransomware, um, but we're, we're not really seeing that within the Salesforce environments just because there's such a stringent level of security, both within their cloud operations, as well as you know, requiring two-factor, whether you're an admin, a user, that you have to go through to be able to even enter into the org and you know, proceed with whatever role you may have. If there's third-party integrations that are occurring, they are all certified by Salesforce to meet security requirements, as well as guaranteeing that there is not going to be any sort of rogue code that may potentially endanger the functionality of your org, of your B2C or B2B commerce instance. Liam Houston has 20 years of experience in solution architecture in both B2B and B2C, and is also Jaren's practice lead for Salesforce Commerce Cloud. The importance of having an experienced and talent-rich implementation partner cannot be overstated, he says, because that partner provides vital guidance in shaping the solution strategy. Well, I think the value that we bring to the table is that we are first and foremost there to lead to the success of the client. So when we talk about Salesforce platform, whether that's the sales cloud, service cloud, B2B commerce, or even B2C commerce, really what you get out of the box with each of those is a tablet to be able to work with, the infrastructure to be able to work with. And as implementation partner, we are the ones that are doing the user stories um, understanding what it is that the client is trying to achieve and what it's going to require to get there. We are the ones that are going to be able to give guidance, be able to bring in potential third parties that may offer a unique service that may be able to optimize the release of that final product whether it be to a distributor in the case of B2B or to a consumer within B2C. So the depth of experience that Jarrett brings to the table with the amount of implementations and the just stellar development team that we have both onshore as well as offshore. We have incredible BAs that are able to look at what the business requirements are or develop what the business requirements are to be able to have a sign off so that both from a marketing perspective with the client that we're working with, the business team, as well as the technology team, everyone is in agreement as to how we proceed forward. What we know about e-commerce today is that the demand for fast, always ready buying power isn't going away. What we also know, and what Liam Houston has confirmed, 
is that the demand for fast instant buying power is not just the purview of the B2C space. Business customers are no longer a different category from retail customers. The two have merged, at least in terms of what they expect and what e-commerce technology can deliver. Our thanks to Liam Houston, Gerent's solution architect and commerce practice lead for his views on Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Ahead of the Curve is produced by Gerent in cooperation with Salesforce. Our technical producer is Dave Grine from the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry. Thank you for your time.